Shall we clap? Yes. Three, two, two fucking busy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, you raggedy bitches. My name is Christy. And my name is Illumide. And this is the Big Empty Purse Podcast. First of all, whenever I go to an art gallery, I feel like the scum of the earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Illumide, what have you been up to since the last episode? Not much. I can't even tell you where the last week went. No, that's not true. I've actually had a decent time. I went out dancing on Friday to celebrate a birthday of somebody I know, my cousin's birthday. Oh, yay. I haven't been out dancing in forever. That sounds awesome. Right? I played myself. I decided to wear those neon yellow stilettos, (laughs) and at the end of the night, everything hurt. And then that was fun. And then the day after, I went dancing again. Because I forgot that I had dinner plans in D.C. So I went to dinner with a friend. And then after, they're like, oh, let's go dancing. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> and we went out dancing. And that was fun, too. I forgot about those two things. Anyway, the weather's been meh. Traffic, as you know, is a raggedy bitch. That's not changed. But I have consumed some content, which I love for me. Huh. The show Hacks, season two. I watched it. Hmm. I think I binged it all in one night, actually. <laughs> and I later realized that Gene Smart won an not Oscar, an Emmy for that like the second year in a row hmm. best i think best actress in a comedy or something like that she deserves it she deserves it that show is really hmm. good i think season two is on par with season one because you know how most season twos are not as good as their season ones this one was pretty yeah. good the writers did a really good job they, they dug deep and they came hmm. up with a really good story so i like that everybody look go watch hacks i think somebody said to me they've they started watching it and they didn't like it i'm like that's because you're stupid <laughs> yeah it's a really good show it's a very 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 good show i can't emphasize that enough i think the writing is really good what is it about I, I feel like i've heard the name but i don't the show's main character is deborah vance played by gene smart and it's about it's kind of like think of what's that old lady who had a foul mouth she's dead <laughs> betty white the other one uh the one who had all these surgeries joan oh joan, joan rivers crawford rivers <laughs> no, crawford. come on brain crawford is also dead but um <laughs> joan rivers joan rivers just think of her life and what that ca- that would be like as a character on an HBO show. So Deborah Vance mm. is a comic who is in her, I don't know, golden years as we'll call it. <laughs> and she had a season one was her having a residency on in some big hotel in Vegas. Everything is so absurd in that show. <laughs> there's a scene. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. But like there's a scene where her writer is on tour with her. And the writer, for whatever reason, her dad died. And then the mom split the ashes in two and sent her a canister of half the ashes and she brought it on tour with her and then apparently on the tour bus this bottle of ash is just rolling around the bus and the tour manager thinks it's trash and just tosses it out <laughs> and the hilarity that ensues after that the argument they have it's just funny i also watched um a brad pitt movie called the bullet train oh this i saw ads for this it looked ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous don't watch it unless you're ready for ridiculous it's so fucking stupid. Like, Excellent. But I must have been in the mood for Ridiculous and Stupid because I enjoyed it. Mm. Brad Pitt has formed a niche for himself. He's in movies that you would just imagine Tarantino directed. Mm. I don't know how to explain that further. That's just what it feels like. And all the characters <laughs> have no idea what's happening, who has what, 
where this went, where that went. And they're just bumbling their way through the plot. And somehow the <laughs> plot still manages to progress. I don't, it's wild to huh. me. The entire plot happens in a train. Hmm. The entire thing. So you don't have a, oh. how, how much money do you have to spend on set design? A train oh. is a train is a train is a train. Brad Pitt really has carved himself out a niche. Like I was thinking of um, Burn After Reading, which is like one of my spy, favorite spy movies because it really is just people like bumbling along. Yes, that is Brad Pitt's lane now. What have you been up to since the last episode? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I could complain. I could always complain. And I should. Things have been pretty good. I went to a German Christmas market, which I learned that... I mean, number one, I learned that like Christmas markets are a particular like thing, capital T thing in Germany. Two, I learned that the German word for market is spelled exactly like the English word for market, except without an E. So I had a friend send us a link and we're like, oh my God, we have to go to this. And I see like Christmas market, but with no E. And I had this visceral reaction of like, this is a startup thing where they like, it's like a trendy Christmas market, but like, because like it's trendy to remove vowels from things. I was like, no, 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 you will not, you will not catch me at this startup Christmas market. No. And then I had to be, they were like, it's German. I was like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not culturally aware. I just got angry for no reason. (laughs) Um, But it was very cute. It was very cute. They serve like hot mulled wine. I'd spent frivolous money on gifts for people. My husband, John, once again, said he was not going to buy art and bought art. That's how that goes. Speaking of. Mm-hmm. I'm not even mad. I like having art. So I showed up late to this thing and I, I see the look on his face and he's like, I told them not to let me buy art, but I bought art. What? I was like, <laughs> all right. first of all, you don't need any convincing. I already know that. Don't lie to me. Number two, I see the art that you bought. I like it. Why? Why? Why do you pretend? You don't need to pretend. You can just buy art. Be the person that buys art. Like, <laughs> don't apologize for what you like. Buy the art. Also, support the arts. Yeah, honestly, like there are much worse things you could be like buying than art. I did consume a content, which was uh, a movie called The Menu, which hmm. I saw in the theater. Wait, sorry, is this the chef with the thing and the people? Yes. Who the night oh, yes. just takes a fucking turn? I saw the trailer of this. Oh my god, how was it? How was it? It was unhinged and excellent. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's my brand. Yeah. So I had not heard of it at all. We had uh, an Alamo Drafthouse theater open like less than a 10 minute walk from us. And we were so excited. Uh, and we were just like, let's go. Let's see what's playing there. And that was this movie, The Menu. We were like, ah, oh, it says it's like horror slash thriller. Like it got pretty good reviews. And we basically like didn't look up any more than that. We were like, whatever, we just want to go to the theater. So the movie is not a big deal as long as it's decent reviews. It was excellent. It's sort of a parody on the like really fancy like Michelin star restaurants that like go so far left that it's like barely even food and like barely even enjoyable anymore. (laughs) And it like starts there and goes just further and further left. (laughs) It's like, it's a bizarre, bizarre movie and they really commit to it. Ralph Fiennes is the the chef. It's weird and it's like very out there and it's very much trying to make sort of a satirical point, but I think it does a great job. It's enjoyable. Highly recommend the menu. So are we going to play a game today? Are we going to play a game today? We are going to play a game today. We are going to do some trivia. It's been rough in trivia world the past few weeks. Right. We've only gotten like one answer right for the past three weeks or so. That's horrible. It's been bad. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the trivia gods return to us. We've got some vaguely holiday-themed trivia today, so... Oh, shit. Are they religious? The first one is... Hey, I might get it right. Ooh. Yeah, let's start off strong. All right, trivia question number one. In the nativity story, what is the name of the angel who told Mary she would give birth to Jesus? Ah, Gabriel or Michael. 
Shit. Is it Gabriel? I don't know. Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> Those are angels. I'm I'm leaning towards Gabriel. I could be wrong. <laughs> it's one of the A-list angels. <laughs> Not the other ones. You know what? There's two of us, and I don't have a guess. So <laughs> <laughs> take Michael, I take Gabriel. We'll see what happens. Yes. All right. In the Nativity story, what is the name of the angel who told Mary she would give birth to Jesus? The answer is Gabriel. Yay! Yes! The angel Gabriel. Private school never fails. Okay, well, this is a strong start. I think I'm batting 100% of every religious question, though. I think you are. All right, question number two. Which sport is associated with Christmas in Venezuela? Oh, wow, that took a turn. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I'm just, this is just going to be me picking a sport because I have no idea. Rugby? I don't, cricket? Badminton? Oh, soccer is Uh, a very obvious case. Remember how last week we guessed soccer for something? Or whichever one, no, we didn't guess soccer. The one where like Bruno Mars' dad, whatever. Um, Oh yeah, where we guessed all kinds of normal sports and the answer was wrestling? wrestling? What if this is also wrestling? Maybe, I don't know. Okay, I want to give myself two sports. I'm going to say three sports. Cricket, badminton, and rugby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay i'm gonna guess soccer i know nothing about venezuela i'm so sorry mm. i know zero actually zero sorry venezuela sorry entire country of venezuela i know nothing all right well let's see what happens <laughs> so we've got cricket badminton rugby and soccer all right which sport is associated with christmas in venezuela the answer is skating many venezuelans roller skate during christmas okay i, I guess go off that's a strong roller skating, calling that a sport. That's a good point. They just went with their full chest and called roller skating a sport. They sure did. All right. Like, I feel like competitive skating, maybe. Like, it's not the derby. Yeah. I feel like that's just, like, fucking around. Like, you fuck around on, like, a scooter or a skateboard or something. You're just roller skating. Well, I love that for them. Truly and honestly. Okay. Holiday trivia question number three. Which bird did the singer's true love give him on the seventh day of Christmas? So I just recently realized in the 12 days of Christmas how fucking many of these are birds. Yes. So many of them are birds. Did you post the meme that said heavy on the birds? <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, did you like your gifts this year? It was like, ah. And they were like, was it too heavy on the birds? Like, yeah, it was a little bird heavy. <laughs> so I can't look it up now because I'll get the answer. But like... Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtles. Like the first like four or five are all birds. And then there's more birds. There's like something geese laying, seven, seven swans are swimming. Wait, seven swans. Seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. It is seven swans. Seven swans are swimming. Oh, we're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. We don't even have to guess like five answers. Verified that we got it right? I think we got it right, but we can answer it just to be sure. Let's double check. All right. What bird did the singer's true love give them on the seventh day of Christmas? The answer is swans. Seven swans are swimming. Yay. Two out of three. Okay. What are they? All right. There's actually a a picture or diagram of all the things. Eleven pipers piping. Ten lords are leaping. We had lords Mm. are leaping, ladies dancing, maids are milking, swans are swimming, geese are laying, gold rings, calling birds, French hens, turtle doves. The doves is the two, of course. Turtle dove, dove. Partridge in the pear tree. All right, cool. Hmm. There's a theory floating and claiming that during a time when Christians were punished for worshiping openly, the 12 days of Christmas songs was used to secretly pass on the ideology of Christianity. Per this theory, each gift on the 12 symbolizes a different aspect of the Christian faith. So 12 is 12 points of the doctrine of the Apostles' Creed. 11 is the 11 faithful apostles. <laughs> Fuck Judas Iscariot. Um, the 10 is the 10 commandments. The 9, the 9 fruits of the Holy Spirit. 
The eight are the eight Beatitudes. Oh, I didn't know that. The seven is the gift of the Holy Spirit, the seven sacraments. The six are the six days of creation. Oh, that's vague. All right, cool, sure, whatever. The five are the five books of the Old Testament. The first five. The first five? That's even more vague. <laughs> four Gospels and the four evangelists. Okay, fuck that. French hens, hope, charity, faith, the theological virtues. All right, whatever. Uh, two turtle doves, the Old and New Testaments, and the first is Jesus Christ. Mm. This is vague as fuck, so whoever made this list needs to have several seats. I don't believe this for a second. Moving on. At least we got two out of three right. We did. They need to ask more religious questions. Yep, we can stack the odds. We pick the trivia questions. Oh, yes, so. we do. This is true. I have a Christmas playlist on Spotify, actually. Can you please send it to me? Thanks. Of course. It's called Christmas. So, the topic we'll be discussing today is art. We did the book report on art, but it's not going to clarify a damn thing. But according to Lady Wikipedia, art is a diverse range of human activities and the products that result from those activities that involves creative or imaginative talent and expresses technical proficiency, beauty, emotional power, or conceptual ideas. At which point Wikipedia concedes that there is no generally agreed upon definition of what constitutes art and that its interpretation has varied greatly throughout history and across cultures. Yep, nobody can pin this down. You know what nope. I think is interesting? is a lot of pretentious artists, they want to put their stamp on the definition of art as though art according to the gospel of this artist. And I'm like, there have mm -hmm. been generations, millennia of artists who couldn't pin down a definition for it. And you think you're going to be the one? You raggedy <laughs> bitch. It's not that deep. But I think, I mean, if I also then want to get on my soapbox and be a hypocrite, I think art is, is parallel to language. In fact, mm. I would argue that language is art, not the other way around. Mm. Because I, th I think on a, on a philosophical level, I think all human beings want to be seen. They want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want people to understand them. If you have an idea and you want that idea to be seen, understood, heard by people, you put it in a format that you think will best communicate the idea. Mm. And whatever that is, is art. It's just you communicating whatever that is. The idea, the thought, the feeling, whatever because you want to be seen and heard, whatever you've experienced, thought, or believed, whatever, you want to share that. So yeah, it's just however we can get that out is art, which hmm. is tricky because sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. I think when people start to recognize it as art is when it's done impressively well, mm -hmm. which I agree. I think for us to recognize it, you have to have done it impressively well. Anyway, <laughs> now that I've given away my definition of what I think art is, what makes something a work of art to you? That's a great question. I don't even know that I'm as certain of whatever I will say as as you just were, although I don't disagree with anything. Like art from an artist's perspective and art from an art consumer's perspective, I feel like you can argue very different definitions. I feel like I could go up to something like a piece of art with just, you know, something that's very unambiguously a piece of art. It's a painting. A painter has painted it. They've displayed it. I'm looking at this painting and I'm like, I really like this painting either because like, I think it's pretty or it will match the things in my house or like, I like the subject of the painting. And like, I feel like as an artist, like I feel like the artist often is trying to do exactly what you said, trying to like communicate an idea, communicate a feeling, maybe elicit a particular reaction. And I don't know if this makes it good art or if it just like sometimes happens, but sometimes even if what the artist intended doesn't translate to the art consumer, people could still enjoy the art but really when it like, I don't know exactly what makes something a work of art. It is something about like communicating something. It's about bringing a creative element into it. So not just like saying like blatantly the sentence of like what you want to communicate, like finding a way to communicate it in an original way, in an interesting way, 
in a way that like catches people off guard or like makes them think about the thing differently. I don't know. There's so many, there's so many different things and I don't think like all of them have to be true for something to be art. So I don't know. I don't know how to pin it down. That's a good point you just made. It just got me to think. I believe that if you just say the thought in the most plain way without embellishing it, I think that could still be considered art. But I think you are right that in communicating whatever that thought, feeling, idea is, you want to make it as nuanced as possible. Like the way you've thought it, every which way you want to encompass the whole thing or the idea, whatever. So I can tell the story of, I went to work this morning. That's the end of the story. I went to work. I can embellish it. I got in the car at this time. And this happened. I had road rage with that car. I entered that pothole. All of the nuance in those details, if I can communicate that in a very interesting way for you to follow along with the story, that makes the whole thing then art. As opposed to me just telling you, I went to work. Which itself, I would argue, is art. But I would not think it's very good. And what, you know, when people say, oh, good art is objective, no, it's not. Good art no. is when you put as much nuance as possible into the thing you want to communicate. So whoever is going to receive this message, they're receiving all the nuance that you're possibly able to stuff in this communication vehicle. You can't just half-step it. So there is a metric for good art. If you haven't stuffed as much nuance into it as possible, you have done mediocre art. And I think the bar increases as human civilization goes on because the technology that you have to infuse nuance into whatever medium you're using, we keep stacking more and more and more. The, the narrowness of what art is can only expand as human civilization grows. There's always more and more that we can do. Yeah, I think you make a really good point about, about nuance. Like, I feel like there has to be some element of intention on the part of the creator that makes ah, it art. Yes. But I also think that like intention and nuance and meaning do not necessarily make it good art. Like there's a lot of artists who like think like they have a message they want to get across and they they're trying very hard to do it. And it's not and it's not good art that they create trying yeah. to do it either because they don't communicate that message or just, you know, here's the thing. When people say intent and message, I feel like people aggrandize what that could mean. Your intent could just be this is the thought or idea I have. I want to express it. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be, this is the political climate through which I'm going to interpret this. No, the intention literally could be, you're going to create this thing. This is the idea. I want to push it out the door. That in itself is enough intent. The messaging mm -hmm. in there, it doesn't have to be an inspiring, overbearing message. It could just be no message. You have this idea, thought, feeling. You've been able to record it in a way that captures, what does a cold morning feel like? If, if this thing that you've made is supposed to remind the person who's going to capture this work of what a cold morning feels like, you have to put as many details in there that would incite mm -hmm. the person who's seeing it to feel like they're in a cold morning, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So there's no, there's no overbearing messaging in what a cold morning feels like. It's just a fucking cold morning. But how well have you been able to relay that? Yeah. So, of course, right, every artist has their medium, so it just depends. How best do you think you can relay all the nuance of a cold morning? Do you, can you do it better yep. in a painting? Can you do it better... An artist could literally say, for instance, if I were an artist, you know what I would do? I would have a gallery, make it a fridge, have snow, have be in there. And then I will pump the smell of pine trees in there and I'll call it immersive art. This is what a cold morning feels like. Well, no shit, Sherlock. This is a cold morning. <laughs> then I'll stick it in the desert of California and be like, look, the juxtaposition of what it feels like outside. And then I'll call that art. Because what I, my intent was just to relay what a cold morning feels like. That sounded like a really highfalutin thought, but I felt it had to be shared. Yeah, but a cool thing about art is like sometimes it can communicate things that like that you couldn't communicate through other mediums. Like I feel like a lot of art you can talk about through language and like explain. Like you can say cold morning and it is a different thing to experience a piece of art that makes you feel uh -huh. the sensations or the thoughts or anything of a cold morning. 
but then sometimes a piece of art, an artist could have a feeling that's literally like, I, I don't have the words or like they don't have the words to describe. They could just wake up feeling some type of way and make a piece of art that when other people feel it, they feel that same type of way. And that's good art. And that's yeah. the other thing I was saying is language is art. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to express our thoughts. Yes. A painter probably chooses painting as their medium because they're not a writer. They can't craft language to encompass their full thoughts and ideas as best as they could. So painting is better for them. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not that the, the artist, if you're a good enough writer, you'll figure out a way to get around it. But maybe there are just other ways that are just, I wouldn't say necessarily better because, you know, art is subjective, as they say, even though I don't think so. But if we're being honest, what a cold morning feels like is best replicated if you just feel a cold morning. Mm-hmm. You can get as close to it by writing about it. You can get as close to it by painting as, or, I don't know, a starry night, whatever. Whatever it is, the the way you're going to capture this thing, it has to be good. It's kind of how, I think this is probably a high thought, but was I talking to you about how ice cream is a top tier food? The reason ice cream is a top tier food is it does more than one thing. It has mm-hmm. flavor. It has texture. A lot of the food that we eat is just hot and savory. And ice cream can be sweet, tart fluffy and cold there's more depth and dimension to the ice cream i feel like you need to be eating better savory food <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right no but then that, that's that's another really good mean. food but like the the texture of what you feel when you eat ice cream there are very few other foods that'll do that which yeah. is why we like ice cream yeah that's but true. same with art you have to be more than one dimensional you can't just be like oh cold morning yeah okay cool how else can you make me feel that it's a cold morning but anyway you're right Sometimes an artist can do a better job, and sometimes it just is the medium itself that can get you there faster. Why is art important? Why is art important? I wish I could define it better, because I feel strongly that art is important. Why is art important? I mean, I think art is a very uniquely human thing. You know, we evolved the way we evolved, and here we are, and some of the things are just a lot more advanced versions of things all the other animals do, but art is something... It's it's this, like... I am not, like, I don't consider myself an artist in any way. I've done some, like, creative hobbies. But, like, the way good art can, like, can make you feel, can make you think, like, I think it's some of the, like, coolest things that we as humans can do. And, like, and and as a result, sort of some of the most important things that we as humans can do. That's it. Sorry. I'm going to try to use different words to say what you've just said. But that's it. And I get so excited when people get that. Art is just what I would call the manifestation of the human condition. Hmm. I think... A lot of other species are not as connected as humans, not because they are Mm. not capable of being more connected. But if you think about it, the human lifespan is long enough that you can accumulate so many experiences and each experience can be influenced by the previous one. So the nuance of Mm. that new experience, just by how long we can live, gets more complex. And imagine Mm. having such nuance, like we can't communicate that nuance with an ant how, how, you know what i mean they won't have the same experiences but we can communicate that mm-hmm. with other humans yeah so how do we do that art this is the human condition I, we want other people to experience it or understand us in any which way we can get them to so what do we do to convey that art and the reason it's important is i think one from a selfish standpoint and like a practical reason the human consciousness is pushed further and our civilization gets i think Maybe not for the better or for the worse, but the, the human civilization progresses via art because art is the medium by which we push our consciousness forward. Mm. And the next person who sees that is going to get that and run with it. And then it expands from there and so forth and so on. So we need art as a species for our civilization to continue to survive only because of the information that it holds. Essentially, you eat, you sleep, you shit, and eventually you die. But mm-hmm. in between all that other shit, we do everything else. 
we go to the store, we buy clothes that we wear that is in fact art because somebody thought about the fashions behind it. We listen to music, we consume art, all of the things that consume us or we consume, if I want to say it nicely, that make us quote unquote alive is art. Yeah, mm -hmm. so art is very important. That's a soapbox moment. Let's do a slam poetry claps. That's why art is important. Yeah. But anyway, you said it. I think you said it so much better. I love having our pretentious moments. It's wonderful. Does art need to be a certain thing to be art? Does it need to be beautiful? Does it need to be enjoyable? Does it need to be meaningful? I don't think so. Uh, it does need to be meaningful. It does have to be meaningful? Because like, what you mm -hmm. are communicating is the meaning of something. It, if you just slap paint on a canvas and you had no intention or meaning or anything I wanted to convey by using that technique, I think the art then becomes, you subvert the expectation of what other people think art is, and that is your purpose, mm. which I think is a reductive form of art. It is reductive. It's clever in a way. Okay, now I'm gonna go on a soapbox, bear with me. <laughs> Banksy did this thing a while ago where he took a painting and put it as part, of, he like snuck into the museum and snuck it into the part of the exhibition. But that painting was, it looked like it was of the collection, but he just painted police crime, whatever it is, police crime scene tape, it was like a mm -hmm. painting of like a house and a shrubbery in front of it. And he just painted police crime scene tape, whatever, over it. Mm -hmm. And that his artwork stayed there for a very long time before people realized it wasn't part of the collection. <laughs> so is that art? Because his intention wasn't to create the painting that would make you feel a certain way. His intention was to subvert everybody else's expectation of what the art would be. Mm -hmm. And it's clever. So, yes, that is art. Is it mm -hmm. good art? Depending on the context. In that scenario, I think it's yeah. good art because he really thought it through. But again, mm -hmm. I think good art depends on context. And sometimes mm -hmm. the context is lost and it becomes terrible art. But yeah, does it need to be beautiful or enjoyable? Mm, or any specific thing? Maybe, but for the most part, no. What do you think? Yeah, I feel similarly. I think it does need to be meaningful, although it doesn't... It goes back to what you said earlier. Like, it doesn't have to be like, oh, the political state of this country in this era in the uh, according to this like population like it doesn't have to be like ultra specific or like ultra deep but it does have to have some meaning even if the meaning is like nothingness like even if the meaning is like something like vapid and materialistic like it, 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 it they're like there's some meaning beautiful or enjoyable i don't think it needs to be beautiful or enjoyable to be art this is hideous but I can see all the talent that went into it. Or right. this is making me very uncomfortable. I would hate to have this piece of art in my house, but it's very effective because like, clearly this art is meant to make me feel uncomfortable. Like I it's see. meant to elicit some uncomfortable emotion. And in that way, it's very successful as art. And then there's some, Lord help. My husband and I went to this art museum in Pittsburgh. It's like a modern art museum. And there was an exhibit there you had to wait outside. Only two people could go in at a time. And it took 15 to 20 minutes. And we were intrigued. We were intrigued. So we waited. We waited in line. Waited to go into this exhibit. And you walk down this long tunnel. And it's completely dark. There's no lights at all. And there is a little, like, balcony. And there's two chairs. And you are instructed to sit in the chairs and wait for your eyes to address to the darkness and see what you see. Uh, and you're instructed, like, not to use any other lights. Just wait. Just sit there. Wait for your eyes to adjust see what you see. So of course we're sitting there and we're like, oh, like, do you see something there? Like, is there something? Like, I feel like I see a shape, but like, can't tell. Do you see that same thing? And like, neither of us can quite see anything. But we're like trying, we're trying to see something. And we sit there a long time. We're like, are you getting it? Because I'm not getting it. I'm not seeing anything. I don't know. Is it my eyesight? I don't know. And fi finally, my husband John gives up and he goes, 
I can't stand it anymore. I'm using a flashlight. <laughs> so he turns on the flashlight on his cell phone. Completely empty Nothing. chamber. Nothing. Nothing. It's an you... utterly empty, like, rounded room. So there's not even corners. Like, you're looking at basically just a, like, a plain white blank sphere. And you're, we, we were so mad. We were so mad. <laughs> it worked. And I was like, a part of me was like, oh, like, it must be effective because it made me really mad. But I was like, no, like, I just, I don't feel like I was moved by that art. I just feel like my time was wasted. I don't feel like I had some, like, like my consciousness was changed or I was interested or impressed. Like, I just, it, it elicited an emotion. But I don't think the artist's intent was just, like, let me annoy people. Oh, best believe that's exactly the point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't know. But I was like, I hate this. I hate this. I'm angry. And I don't feel like this is art. A lot of modern art is just subverting the expectation of art and then mm -hmm. milking it for cash. Yeah. Because you guys expected to have an experience. They sold you an empty dark room. Mm -hmm. That's not good art to me. Because yeah. if, if it's just, if all you're going to do is be reductive about what art is and you think, oh, I'm being really cool and ingenious by deconstructing the expectation of what art should be, I'm doing something. No, motherfucker. You are a lazy piece of shit who really wants the money. <laughs> and like you, you, you have not yeah. communicated like any case of nuanced human emotion that you intentionally wanted to share that's horrible art but they got you girl. Mm -hmm. they got you good they did get us yep they got us oh, so mad i was so mad oh i would be mad too I, I think i'm gonna be thinking about that till the day i die sitting in that blank room for 20 minutes when we could have been enjoying the rest of the museum like right. that's what gets me too is like that artist monopolized so much of our time when like we we could have mm, mm, let's talk about angry. this for a second Here's the other thing. We didn't even put this on there, but we can just take the segue right now. You know what I fucking hate? People who want to seem very enlightened by pretending that they... This is going to sound really dumb. I, I was trying to find a better way to say it. <laughs> that they like the art or that like, they like art. Uh, like somebody would come out of that experience and be like, oh, yes, it made me. It did this. It I'm like, that shit didn't open your mind up to anything. You are not any more enlightened than you were before you went in that room. Don't act like mm -hmm. it did something. Like, I know that it didn't do shit for you. Why are you lying? They'll be like, oh, you just don't get it. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. This is why language is important. If you did feel something that was... Somebody can say they just don't have a really good vocabulary to express their thoughts or their feelings. But you should... Language can be reductive. But whatever it is that art did to you, if you can't make me understand how that happened, then you're a fucking liar and you need to fuck off. <laughs> I don't I don't accept that you're just a person who doesn't have a good command of the language to express whatever it is that you see, feel, or experience with that artwork. I just think you are a fraud. You'll see uh, the this movie, The Menu, that I was talking about. <laughs> First of all, food definitely can be a form of art and also can be taken to this like pretentious point where they're just doing nothing but subverting expectations till it's just pointless. <laughs> um, like the, the Menu has a lot to say about food as art. But two of the characters are a food critic who is a predictable food critic. But then the funnier counterpoint to the food critic is this guy who's just like there for dinner with the food critic and just like tripping over himself to be like, oh, yes, brilliant interpretation. Like, oh, clearly, oh, of course, the, the chef meant this. Like, and I, and I saw that too. And I noticed that too. Oh, like, it's like, it's very funny. Like that, that <laughs> the dynamic between those characters is just hilarious. <laughs> But you see that a lot. Mm -hmm. Have you ever gone to an art gallery and mm -hmm. you just sit there overhearing people's conversations? 
<laughs> and you're just like, first of all, whenever I go to an art gallery, I feel like the scum of the earth. I feel like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This kind of, yeah. I'm doing this almost in irony. And I feel bad that I'm doing this to the fact that there could even be some genuine art in there that will make me feel something or think differently. But me just going, mm-hmm. and then I get there and I'm like, yeah. ah, I know why I felt that way. It's because of the people here. Yeah. Everybody acts like there's this deep epiphany, which I'm sure for some people there is, but just the sheer pretense of whatever that epiphany is and what it means in the grand scheme of the human condition. I'm just like, there's no way you've lived as long as you've lived and you haven't experienced anything because you know how we are as humans. We have an experience that's grand and we compare everything to that grand experience. And I sit there thinking to myself, there's no way you haven't had an experience that's more grand than this, that you have to hype this experience up that much. That means you're a lying and you're a fraud. There's no way you could have lived this long. And like you seeing a, a red dot in a white canvas really shook you to the core. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, that level of pretentiousness <laughs> of understanding art like far exceeds what I can understand. It's so stupid. Yeah. And there's something to be said too. Like I'm, you've made me think about like life experiences and like how does one's own set of experiences inform like art and the way you consume art and the way art makes you feel and like i don't know i could sort of see arguing it either way where like some art could be hard to understand or like sort of like open yourself up to the experience of if you haven't had a lot of experiences Mm -hmm. but i also feel like art should be able to like convey an experience that's different than ones you've actually had in your life I just, I, I think on some level there is some pretense there. Yes, I'm sure there's a, yeah. a world where, say for instance, if I've never seen, if for instance I grew up in a, in a very far remote tribe, we don't have electricity, I've never seen a flat screen TV before, and I go for the first time to see a movie, first time I've ever seen a flat screen TV, and I'm more infatuated with the fact that colors are popping out of a screen than whatever that story that's being told. Mm. I may have missed a lot of whatever that art the movie is trying to convey, because I was just focused on the fact that I had never had an experience of color coming out of a screen before. And I'm Mm. so distracted and focused on that, that I don't get the rest of the art. Mm. That could be a possibility. But like, I feel like on some, like some of these people are just lying. It's not the case where I miss, like you're just lying. Do you think there's ever a point where an artist is ahead of their time? This is a really good question. And I'm gonna, it's actually like coming at a good point in the discussion. I mean, good or bad, I'm gonna probably like go, (laughs) go beyond. Because a lot of the stuff you've, just talked about it's made me think that like a lot of art not all art but a lot of art is is like time dependent context dependent culture dependent like there is some art that like regardless of where you came from or what your life experiences or anything like it can have the artist's desired effect on you yes but those right there then that has to be something that is so basic to the human condition that the context is so widespread that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this modern art that's like subverting the expectations of art, like only is only meaningful for people who already had all of those expectations of art. Yes. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like there, it's okay to make art that is specific that would not have the same effect on everyone. Like movies, music, a lot of like art is very time stamped and it's, it has a particular meaning and a particular impact when it's made. And just because it doesn't necessarily hold up over time doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's necessarily bad art. It's just like time and culture and experience and a lot of other things can affect a piece of art and its meaning uh, and its impact. I feel like I've gone a little far afield of the original question of like, mm-hmm. is an artist ahead of their time? But I think that's where the question is headed anyway. That's actually the destination of the question because yeah. I think I agree with you that there's no such thing as an artist is ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. If you're conveying something, you're the artist and that is your time. Mm-hmm. But what's, I think what underlies this question is, does the interpretation of that 
art preclude the artist's intention and the gap in between is time hmm. so like you you go around and you hear people like they say prince made all this music and buried it in a time capsule and he wants people in 100 years to listen to it to see what they think right or say for instance if i were an artist and i was going to make a movie about a gay love story mm-hmm. if i made that movie in 1940s america and i put it in a time capsule and i say play this movie in 2022 mm. that would make sense because the context that people need to understand that movie is not widespread yet. But I'm banking on the fact that civilization will move in the direction where homosexual love stories become some sort of well-accepted enough that people will understand the nuance of this story that I'm telling. Mm-hmm. So an artist is not ahead of their time. They never are. If that's the art that you're making, that's the time for it. Whether or not people are going to catch up relatively soon depends on context. You can't reserve art only for the times where the audience will get the right context, which I'm talking out of two two sides of my neck now because then people just fall in that hole and call it abstract art. But the difference is I think they don't have true intention. But Mm -hmm. even if you make it, I feel like you have to make the art so good that even if you can't supply all of the context where people understand that art, you have to give it some, some context. Mm -hmm. You can't create and have zero context. And if your art form is making sure you remove all context from the art and see how people interpret it, that again is not art. Like that is reductive to me. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think I'm beating a dead horse now. But yeah. yeah, I think there's no such thing as an artist being ahead of the time. Yeah. I do think that artists, like, because of the nature of art, I think artists often have these ideas that, like, could seem, like, prescient or, like, but they just, they have a good grasp on, like, culture and humans and can sort of see where things are headed and make art around that. And then it's sort of a chicken and egg because art also, like shapes our thinking and like like really good art can like move things in certain directions but i think i think artists like right the way they think about the world and their desire to like surprise people or like reveal something to people that they didn't realize they were thinking or that was sort of under the surface like i think all of those all of those objectives and all of those perspectives can lead an artist to really like hit on something that's more meaningful as time continues to move forward you know i guess in that vein then it is true that an artist can be ahead of their time. Because by that definition, an artist always has to be ahead of their time, which if that's how you've interpreted the question, then yes. Hmm. Only because if the whole point of your art is to move human consciousness in a direction that's not where they currently are, then that phrase is only one way. Life will always hmm. imitate art, not the other way around. Because you're, you're pushing yeah. the consciousness in one direction. And I think I think that's important. I guess now, yeah, there, there are two ways to interpret that question then. Mm-hmm. Fashion is the prescient manifestation of I don't know. You make a garment that you think people of the future, whatever that is, will wear. And you know what's reductive mm-hmm. is for you to copy and paste a collection in 1970. Mm. Because here's the thing. That could still be the future of fashion, but it's had the first go around and you haven't edited it for context. Because there's a lot of context that happened between 1970. So if you copy and paste mm-hmm. the same collection, you have not given it any more nuance than it had in 1970. So I think that's reductive. And then fuck off if you're that kind of artist. But a lot of <laughs> designers, you're supposed to imagine what you think clothing and garments will look like in the next 10, 15 years. And that's what you design, mm-hmm. whatever your imagination come up with. Iris Van Herpen, shout out to her. When I tell you, those collections have me shook. She's the one who does all the mm. neural network wearable art. Mm. With the pa- it's beautiful to look at. And when the, art, when the model walks, the way it moves... It's like an underwater creature sometimes. Like, and you, the feeling that you can get is very different from each of the garments that she designs. Hmm. It's great. Anyway. Is the goal of art to display the technique? I only put this here so I can say no and then move on quickly. <laughs> do, do you agree? <laughs> I agree that it's not. Yeah. I think. It can be. I think I. Yeah. 
No, I think I think the technique is important, but I don't think it's the goal. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think I do think it's important. I think like a lot of times an artist sort of has to be at least proficient, if not a master of that technique in order to use it to effectively communicate things. That's not like completely true, but like something that is like, there are things that can be like very technically perfect that are, that the, yeah, it's not saying anything. It's not communicating anything. Pretty it's not making no you feel anything. Yeah. Tech, I think technique is important, but I don't think it's the goal of art. You know, Dave Chappelle had a, special i think it's called sticks and stones and in the words of beyonce that whole stand-up special was dave Chappelle saying to you check my technique did you see that special no he started the show saying hey guys i'm a legend at the stand-up comedy thing he says i don't even have to try because i'm just excellent at it and he was like you know what how about this here's a punchline and he gives you the punchline and he says watch me work i'm now going to create a set where i recall that punchline and you will think it's hilarious hmm and he literally, in that special, walks us along the path that he takes to hit that punchline. He never misses the mark. He always hit that punchline. And you sit there mm. watching a master at work. He entirely made the art, he showing you his technique. That was the art. And I think that's, I mean, which is, a lot of people don't understand why Dave Chappelle is regarded as one of the best comedians of ever. It's because he can do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, he's like, okay, the art that I'm going to sell to you is how I produce the art mm-hmm. and he does it so yeah. artfully well that he breaks the fourth wall and you still enjoy the art mm-hmm. it's it's genius how he does it and somebody can say like we just are talking about like um, is the goal of the art to display the technique when dave Chappelle does it yeah <laughs> and it's really good but i think mm-hmm. that's the other part like art has so many things that you have like he did it with intention he didn't just like or and meaning behind it he didn't just say let me show you how Finally, I can paint these strokes on a canvas. Meanwhile, the picture of the canvas is... Although, Picasso did a similar thing. Shit. I guess a lot of great artists have just done that. (laughs) But that better not be the only art that you do, though. I think at the point there... If you go... If your art form or the medium... Not the medium. If a specific project you're working on... If that aim is to subvert the expectation... Then you have to subvert it in such a clever way... That people are like... Mm -hmm. Huh, I see what you did there. But mm-hmm. just painting an ugly duck with really fine brush strokes, I'm like, okay, we see the strokes. <laughs> Congrats, I guess. You went to art school. You're, you have yes. fine motor coordination. I don't know. Fuck off. It's not good art. Yeah. Sure, it's art, but it's not good, right? I don't know. That's how I feel about that. Right. But yeah, I do think I do think technique is important. I think sometimes people get this idea of like, oh, like great artists don't need to like practice. They don't need technique. They're just like inspired savants who just like the art comes pouring out of them. And like... No, a lot of times, like, artists work extremely hard to perfect a technique in order to communicate the thing they want to communicate. Yeah. And, like, like it involves a lot of, a lot of not art and a lot of just practice and a lot of, like, creating bad things. And, like, but, so, like, I think a lot of, like, there's obviously exceptions in people who are literally just savants. But, like, I think, you know, Dave Chappelle did not get there by accident. He has some natural talent, but, like, he, he understands his art form in, out, up, down, backwards, forward. He is a master of that technique. Right. And then he uses it to make art. You can be a master of the technique and then not be able to effectively create create art with it. But I think... That I don't understand. I don't understand what that block is. Yeah. Because I think what people... He, he, you know what I think it is? I think people have a roadblock as to what they think the expectation of the art is. And they try to figure out mm-hmm. a way to make that. And then they get blocked. If you have a technique, just whatever it is that it doesn't... If I knew how to draw, right, 
and people are like oh especially in the in the whatever that era of art is where people were like doing lots of shading with the so they like they draw all these spheres and let light hit it and then because apparently that's a difficult at the time way to portray how light hits a sphere and every fucking painting had a sphere in it so people could show that they could do it but i'm like if you can draw the sphere is the bottom of the totem pole <laughs> you can just start imagining all the things that you could put down it doesn't have to be something it doesn't have to be a shape we've seen before there there are no rules it's your imagination mm -hmm. you can do your execution has to be great <laughs> you can't do a shit job but it's almost and like you're saying it's just a tool that you have to express this thing so to be a, an effective communicator which you know what i've realized a lot of people don't know how to communicate <laughs> and it kills me because i don't understand if the case is that they just don't have a thought in their head or they just don't know how to relay that thought yeah <laughs> and i don't think we were even now i still don't think i'm the most effective communicator i've I can be, but I know that I'm much better now than I was previously. The way I can mm. explain what I'm thinking to someone has gotten better the older that I get. Mm -hmm. And that's not by accident. I enjoy watching interviews for this reason. Mm. Because communication, especially vocal communication, is an art form. If you see somebody being interviewed and they have a very interesting way to portray, like to, to communicate their thoughts, because those fucking interviews where they say, oh, you lost five pounds for this movie. How'd you do it? I'm not talking about those interviews. Interviews yeah. where you sit down and you just get to the bottom of the soul of who a person is, which I think that's the function of a good interview, is to capture the soul of the person you're interviewing. And I say soul loosely because mm. I'm not religious, but like, who are they? <laughs> who is this person you're interviewing? What, what? Anyway, mm -hmm. so I think for you to get better at that, you have to see how people have done it. You have to iterate the way you do it. You have to get better at doing it. You have to think more before you say something. So like with every other art form, Dave Chappelle has done tons and tons of stand-up comedy. He has examined the human condition, front, back, left, right, up, down. He understands what he's doing. I beat a dead horse still. I, this is a whole episode about dead horses. We should have an episode about dead horses. <laughs> How do you feel about art that depicts real life? This is back to the technique thing, where I go out into a field and I paint the field. Mm. To me, that's cheap art. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, not, impre I'm not impressed. Shania, that don't impress me much. Sorry to the photographers out there. Unless you're doing something remarkably intentional, you taking a photo of a sunset. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it, like, it's fleeting. I can't, if I want to see a sunset, I can't just see one. I have to wait for it to be a specific time. Da, 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 da. So yeah, it's fleeting. And that's what's interesting about a sunset. But it's a fucking sunset, my dear. You captured it. Boohoo, you woke up at the right hour and you clicked the camera. Like, yeah, the way you captured it is very intentional. Like, but that's cheap art to me. There's a lot of art like that that's like, like oh, it's, it's pretty. And it's clearly well done. Like their technique is good. It's aesthetically pleasing. And that's sort of it. And that's sort of it. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot of like, uh, you can use quotation marks or not, like art, but it's like that. Like if you go into like anywhere where they want something that's like decorative, but not offensive, like you see that kind of art, like hotel rooms, that. like yeah. that kind of art where it's just like a, like a landscape and it's, I don't know, it depicts what the landscape is. And like, maybe it's pretty. W wedding photographers and MCs have i think two of the most difficult jobs hmm. <laughs> crowd work for the mc has to be elite like crowd work at a wedding you have to understand the dynamics of the families like there's just so much that goes it's hard work but a photographer mm -hmm. just take like you it blew my mind when i understood why this was very important a photographer is not just there to document the wedding yes that's one of the jobs but it's the least important one what they're actually there to capture are key moments where for lack of a better phrase let me just be pretentious one more time is it's like you're you're time stamping somebody ugh, this is a horrible phrase you're time stamping their soul in this moment hmm. like maybe yeah. say for instance you're you're dancing with your now groom or you're dancing with your father and 
a lifetime of the interactions and experiences you've shared with this person, they have to figure out the best moment that that's happening to capture it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like if I see a photo of a, a groom dancing with his mother, if the wedding photographer did a really good job, I can tell the kind of relationship that this groom has with his mother mm-hmm. because their interaction has to be captured so candidly about whatever it is. So you have to just have yeah. a good sense of, oh, this is the moment I have to capture. And you have to be quick to actually mm-hmm. capture it because it's, it's fleeting. Otherwise, yeah. you just have a deck full of binder of photos that everybody's dead in the eyes. There's no connection or spark between the subjects of the photo. It's just meh. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very difficult job. Oh, yeah. It is so hard. And some people do it so effortlessly. Like every shot they take, bam. <sighs> there is a lot of art that depicts real life that does sort of fall flat. Right. Somebody who's going to paint an apple. I I will never understand just like the paintings of a bowl of fruit. I don't What the fuck? I don't how, understand how that's anything but like practice. Like I saw I talked about earlier and it's important for artists to practice like but like why is Why are you selling your practice material? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. That's how I feel about that. I'm like this motherfucker mm-hmm. bamboozled somebody into buying their practice material. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yep. Better get your money, girl, but it's not good. Let's end on a hateful note. What forms of art do you hate? <laughs> I hate abstract art. It does everything wrong with art. (laughs) The artist will fraudulently claim intention behind something that has none. And what's worse Mm -hmm. is the audience will all lie, but they won't lie in unison. Hmm. One audience member will say it means A. Audience member B will say it means B. Audience member C will say it means C. And the artist had none of those ideas in mind when they made this art. And the artist will then applaud you for your interpretation of something that they had no intention of. It's fraudulent yeah. head to toe. And it's just, yeah. it's so bad. When I tell you how much I hate abstract yeah. art, I can't explain to you how much I hate it. <laughs> it's the, abstract art brings out the worst in humanity. <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah. I just like, I, my skin crawls when I see these discussions about abstract art. And I'm like, you guys are the scum of the earth. And you are outing <laughs> yourself like this. Anyway. <laughs> Let's put that to the side for now. I really hate abstract art. I hope you guys can get on board with why I hate it. Like, don't try to convince me. Actually, please try to convince me. I would like to see if I'm wrong about this. Slam poetry. (laughs) When I tell you the hotepery, in those spaces you walk in and everybody walks around like they've had constipation of the most difficult ideas on the planet. (laughs) Let me explain what I mean by that. This doesn't happen to me often because my brain is made off of white matter. It's empty up there. (laughs) But some people will walk around with this look on their face as though they've had a very nuanced thought. And that thought is so heavy that they haven't yet found the most efficient way to communicate it. So they just look like they have constipation of thought. (laughs) Like they can't get it out. They're trying to get it out and it's so heavy on them. And then they walk around and every attempt they make to get it out on that fucking stage is garbage. And they don't stop. (laughs) Like if you've ever gone to a slam poetry night, tell me I didn't just describe the entire thing. It's always bad. And then everybody in the room does the hallelujah snaps. And the person gets off stage with this look of glee on their face as though they've just enlightened a whole room of people. When in fact, they've just dropped a turd. Slam poetry, abstract art are not my thing. All right. We've had like a really good, like real discussion. Art that I just think is like technically good, but I think is so ugly is impressionist art. I don't know what it is. I think it's so ugly. It clearly takes talent for the like, oh, like I'm looking at it from far away and it looks like a thing. And when I walk up, it's just the little like brush strokes. It's not the actual thing. I find it so ugly. It's very ugly. Like famous impressionist paintings. 
this is not an educated opinion of me. This is like, this is not me being like an official art critique of like impressionist art is lesser art. It's not, it's hard. This is just me personally. I think it's ugly. (laughs) I agree. The other one I will say is fucking architecture Mm. where they forget that what they're designing is also a building that people have to use. Nothing makes me angrier than a building that they're (laughs) like, this building is a piece of art. And it's the worst fucking building. Like, that's someone who didn't bother with the technique. Like, when we talk about the technique is important, like, there are a lot of things that are both, like, art and meant to be used by people. Like, food is the same way. Like, even art, or, like, argue art in general, maybe art in general doesn't need to be enjoyable. But maybe there are certain forms of art, I guess I'm arguing, that need to, like, by the nature of the medium you've chosen, need to fulfill a certain thing. Right. Like, if it's food, it needs to be, like, edible and, like, pleasant to eat. If it's fucking architecture, it needs to be a fucking habitable building that's at least somewhat practical. The this this architecture trend of like the the completely clear windows that you can see everything through. Oh, I don't like look, that. Look, I've been personally personally wronged by architects. So like <laughs> Yikes. in grad school, did most of my graduate school education in a really terrible old building. Ancient, ancient building, gross, no windows. In the last couple years of grad school, I was moved to a very fancy new building. It was awful to actually work in. It looked very impressive. The university put it on all the posters, fancy glass, da da da. That was the most poorly designed building I have ever been in. It was entirely a fishbowl, pure like clear glass. And I was on the first floor on the main thoroughfare of a university. And they would not let us put anything in the windows because the building was a showpiece for the university and they wanted it to look fancy when everyone walked by. So they were like, you can't put anything in the windows. You can't put up curtains or posters because it'll ruin the look of the building. I was like, then that architect failed because they made a building that's only beautiful if people aren't using the building. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they failed. They didn't do a good job. Like it's a building. And if people are using it as building and then it's no longer good as art, you done fucked up. See, those are, those are the types of building you make in a drawing, but you don't actually build. Or if you're going to build it, you have to be so wealthy that you can buy the building and just have it be a showpiece. You don't actually mm-hmm. require people to work there. And if you don't have those two conditions met, maybe you don't make this building. Yikes. Yeah. And they expect people to work in there. That is horrible. Every time I see those really new age of nouveau-ish buildings where a new architect wants to just prove that they can put a stamp on the city, I was like, you still have to consider the practical design of this thing. It is art, but mm-hmm. there has to be some practicality to the design. People have to live or work here. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of art that's like that. Like, there are forms of art that are just, like, nothing but aesthetic, like, purely aesthetic. But a lot of art also has a, like, utilitarian aspect to it. Like, Like, fashion is like that, too, where, like, you have to, like wear it and like and like there's something for like runway shows where you're showing something that someone would not and could not just wear around on the street but like you have to think of like how a person moves and how like the garment moves around them and like it's there's a lot of art that has utilitarian considerations that are annoying when the artist like ignores those and architecture is one of the biggest ones that drives me crazy so that concludes our episode on art Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, let us know what topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future. Next week, we'll be talking about a topic that's to be determined. Yes, we will. Until then, good luck. Good luck.